Hello, church family. Uh, today we're going to look at Acts chapter 21, verse 15 to 26. And then as I go over this, I just want to just highlight, I guess, the overarching point is that um, the length in which people will go and things that they're willing to give up for sake of winning people to Christ. I think that would be the overarching um, point in this entire section here from verse 15 to 26 of chapter 21. Again, this is just, uh, this is just, uh, just kind of summarizing where we're at right now. Uh, th- this is really the end of Paul's uh, third missionary journey. Uh, at one point, he wanted to go to Jerusalem because he got this um, this love offering from uh, these Gentile churches, and uh, he wanted to bring this uh, gift from the Gentile churches to the church in Jerusalem to show that there are there's a love that the Gentile believers have for the Jewish believers, and this shows unity that they have. Um, the Jerusalem church was struggling, it seems, probably because they were being persecuted by the um, you know, the religious Judaism, uh, and the Judaizer and Pharisees and everyone else, and they needed help. So Paul understood this, and he was able to gather a whole bunch of money from uh, different churches, and he's, he wants to go back. Uh, he even said there that he wants to go back, if possible, before uh, the day of Pentecost in chapter 20, verse 16. The reason why that is is because uh, you know during Pentecost, that means there's a lot more people, the larger crowds, so not only is he going to go give this money to the Jerusalem church, but he's also going to try to win people to Christ. There's a larger crowd, he sees opportunity here to be able to go and um, win people. Uh, and at the end of chapter 20, he warns the Ephesus church before he goes to guard the sheep, guard the flock, and watch over yourselves. And he's warning them that there's going to be wolves from outside and within that's going to go and try to uh, destroy the church and to pervert their teaching. In the beginning of chapter 21, Paul sails from Miletus, and you remember that we talked about how he was willing to commit uh, to the uh, to to what the Lord has called him to do. There were Jerusalem believe they're, they're Jewish, well, they're just believers in general that were that that were moved, that saw what the Spirit was, had in mind or what the Lord had in mind, they, and through the work of the Spirit, they were able to see what was going to happen to Paul. And out of fear for Paul, they told him not to go. Um, but Paul understood that it is uh, God's ordained plan for him to go and be persecuted uh, for the faith. And chapter 21, verse 14 ends with them saying that the will of the Lord uh, be done. So now he's going to enter Jerusalem knowing that he's going to be persecuted. Uh, but he's going to go there to encourage. And in a lot of ways, he would be encouraged um, by Christ. And his hope is to win others to the Lord. Uh, so let's start by looking at verse 15. After these days, we got ready and started on our way to Jerusalem. Some of the disciples of Caesarea also came with us, taking us to uh, Nason of Cyprus, a disciple of long standing with whom we were to lodge. And this is really interesting because um, remember how uh, earlier when he left Miletus and we left Ephesus, there were people that were warning him not to go. But it seems like there are some that just came with him. So there's this idea that, you know, courage is contagious um, courage is contagious if you see a very zealous person to christ you're going to draw people or people are going to be drawn to them and that's the same way in our life if you think about your own family uh if you want to if you're you know if your family have kids and everything like that if you want to make sure your kids are in line with you then you need to be willing to be courageous if you want them to be evangelists you need to be evangelist you need to model that in front of them if you want to prioritize church, you need to prioritize that in your life. You need to be willing to do things and lead by example. And Paul here 
had nothing to lose. He felt like he had everything to gain if he was to lose his life. And the result of that, of that is that everyone wanted to go and follow him to Jerusalem. And they lodged this place, uh, they're, they're lodging at this place um, as owned by this guy named Nason, which is a Hellenistic Jewish name. Hellenistic Jewish means that he's just a Jewish person that, um, that, that grew up or born in a Gentile uh, city. And he is, really has like a whole bunch of Gentile um, influences in his life. Um, so this is the, what Hellenistic Jew is. Uh, he, he somehow gets, uh, Paul and the, the party got, gets in touch with him and he stays with them for a while. It says he's a disciple of longstanding. Um, so it means that he's probably been a believer for a while. Verse 17, after we arrived in Jerusalem, the brethren received us gladly. And the reason why they received us gladly is finally that the, the journey's coming to end. Paul was able to give them the resources from the Gentile churches, and they you know, they received them because uh, they got this gift from the Gentiles. And and with it, they were able to, to continue doing ministry, uh, care for those that are in need. And it's all because of the, the love that the Gentile churches have for them. Verse 18, and the following day, Paul went in uh, with us to James, and all the elders were present. Now this is interesting here that it makes this statement of transition there's elders like the plurality of elders we've seen this before and uh, and even when he left when Paul left Ephesus in chapter twenty verse seventeen there were a group of elders which implies that uh there are you know, more than one I think there's an assumption that at this point uh it seems like the age of the apostles are slowly coming to an end and the and the rise of the elders are coming uh there's more of them now. So uh, some people, uh, you know, some people argue like there probably might have been seventy elders or so, mainly because of how big the church is. The church was you know, it was like, was like this epicenter of Christianity at the time, and uh, there were a lot of them. And uh, now there's James, and then now and there's also the elders there, uh, as well. Verse nineteen. After he greeted them, uh, he began to relate one by one the things which God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. So, you know, this is like a missionary report by Paul. He's just telling them all the things that has happened and how he's giving praise and glory to God on how people have been saved and you know, Paul's ministry is primarily to the Gentiles. And, uh, and, you know, this gift is really a testament of God's faithfulness. Like all of this money are from people that God has saved and worked in their life and they had this love for the Lord and, his, and for the Lord's people. So they gave them, the, that's the reason why this, these churches were willing to give this gift, because of God changing their hearts, and there's no more animosity between Jews and Gentile, that are believers at least. And um, verse 20, and when they heard, it, they began glorifying God, and they said to them, they said to him, you see, brother, how many thousands there are among the Jews of those who have believed, and they are all zealous for the law. So it's interesting that even though there were uh, Gentiles being saved, there's this almost like an issue that came up that there's still Jewish people that are zealous of the law, meaning that their conscience are, are you know, they're still kind of stuck to this old ceremonial ways. Um, they, they were afraid of, you know, banning some of the, the cultural things. And, and I think Paul understands that. Even Paul, earlier in the book of Acts, they, uh, they had a debate over circumcision. Some people, uh, they, they agreed. I mean, Peter was talking with the, with, with the council there that, that the Gentiles don't need to do circumcision. But yet there's still some Jewish people that held to it. And even Paul was willing to circumcise Timothy. Uh, and, you know, Paul understood that Christian liberties, uh, it's, it's, it's basically willing to let things go for the sake of winning other people to Christ. Um, and there are those people that are sensitive in their conscience. And, they're, and here in this context, they weren't willing to let go 
of the things of old. Uh, they weren't willing to forsake it. But there was also those that, uh, that tried to go against and, and try to uh, smear Paul's uh, name. Verse 21, they have been told about you, that you're teaching all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, telling him not to circumcise their children, nor to walk according to the customs. So the, uh, the Judaizers are these people that try to attack Paul. And we see you know, in the book of Galatians, um, the, 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 the effects that these Judaizers have. They're trying to dismiss Paul as an apostle and um paul is just trying even in the book of Galatians, was trying to tell them that the law was meant to be a tutor it was meant to just guide you until the um until until christ until you're mature and there were some of those people that were trying to con uh, convince other christians really younger christians that paul is not a true this uh, apostle because he's teaching things that are contrary to the law and uh and paul understood that there are those that are sensitive and he is trying to be gracious Verse 22, what then is it to be done? You'll certainly hear that you have come. Therefore do this, and we tell you, we are four men who are under a vow. So Paul understood that there are those that have a hard time understanding. Um, it just takes time for them to transition from the Old Covenant or Old Testament laws into the New Testament. right? I mean, there were Earlier there was even some in the book of Acts that were, there were people that that, were, that did the baptism of John the Baptist and then they were not baptized in the name of, of the Holy Spirit or, or in the name of Jesus and have the Holy Spirit dwelling in them. So there were still, in this time period, um, young Jewish Christians, young in the faith, that, and uh, are, they're still struggling with it. And Paul tries his, tries his best to try to discern and help them um, grow out of it. Um, he, he wasn't trying to get them to abandon their Jewish custom brother um he's trying to get them to just uh to see what these things are pointing to uh that is it's supposed to be need for something more than just that earlier in chapter 16 i made this reference earlier um there's a paul chapter uh acts chapter 16 verse 1 3 paul came to derby and lystra and a disciple was there named timothy the son of jewish woman who was a believer but his father was a greek uh, and he was spoken well by the brethren who were in lystra and iconium Paul wanted this man to go with him. He took him and circumcised him because the Jews who were in those parts, where they all knew that his father was a Greek. So again, Paul knew that he's willing to uh, let go of certain things for the sake of winning people to Christ. You know, that's one of the things that we found in this last year with the pandemic is that there are a lot of things that we aren't willing to let go of, especially things that are more traditional. Um, things are just, oh, this is just the way that the church functioned for all these years, or just the way the ministry does, has been doing it. And we get stuck on the past and not realizing that there should be flexibility and graciousness to both sides. Those that are sensitive and want things to be a certain way, you know, they need to learn to grow out of it. But at the same time, those who are willing to let things go need to learn to be sensitive and gracious. Um, you don't want to cause people to stumble, but at the same time, you want to encourage them to grow out of those things, to be a mature believer. Um, Paul understood that. Paul understood that uh, uh, you want to find that middle ground, like knowing when to shepherd and care for people and try to bring them up so they get out of the um, you know, childish-like thinking in their faith. And, you know, he's willing to let go of certain things and certain liberties for sake of winning other people to Christ. Verse 25. Um, sorry, uh, verse 23 said that they were under a vow. That these are certain people that, that had a Nazarite vow. Uh, we just went through Numbers, or we're going through the book of Numbers, so, we, uh, so you can refer to the Numbers chapter 6 message. Uh, and, you know, Paul himself also did the Nazarite vow earlier in this book. Then verse 24, take them and purify 
yourselves along with them. Pay their expenses so that they may share their heads. Um, and all will know that there is nothing to do, uh, nothing to the things which they have been told about you, but that you yourselves also walk orderly, keeping the law. So uh, they're supposed to, you know, after Paul being, you know, away in these Gentile lands for a while, for a while um, people saw Paul as ceremonial, ceremonially unclean. And again, he's willing to be gracious and, okay, I'll do the purification process. I'll do whatever those things are so that he can minister to them. You see, he doesn't want to um, cause people to be offended by things that are not essential. Um, Paul wasn't will willing to compromise gospel, but he's willing to let these other things go. He's not doing these ceremonial things to prove that he's a believer. He's not doing these things to prove his love for the Lord. He's really, he's doing these things for love of people who can't, uh, over, who can't look past these things. And we understand as Christians, whenever we do evangelism, there's one thing to be offensive with the gospel, and there's another thing to just be offensive, period. You know, you want to be offensive with the gospel when you share it with them, the gospel of Jesus Christ, you show them from scripture and kindly and lovingly explain to them the scriptures. But if they're offended by that, that's okay. You did the right thing as long as you're speaking the truth in love. But there are those people that just want to argue and debate and try to just Bible thumb people and hurt others for the sake of just winning the argument. And that's just being obnoxious. And Paul is not like that. He understood what it, what it took to win people at, and willing to restrain certain liberties and give up certain freedoms so that other people um, can grow or to be, or even to evangelize too. And that's how the attitude that we need to have as well. That we're willing to forsake certain things that we're wise and discerning enough to know what um, to hold on to, which is essential things like the gospel and what we should, we're willing to let go of, which is usually things like customs. Paul understood that. Uh, he was abstaining from things. Um, he was you know, doing all the uh, ritual things just so that he could not offend those that he's ministering to. Verse 25, but concerned Gentiles who have believed, we wrote, having decided that they should abstain from uh, meat, sacrifice, <coughs> sacrifice to idols and blood and from what is strangled and from fornication. This is a reference to the facts of Acts chapter 15. This is said that you hear, the, the, this is the, I guess the law or the rule that they made for just for sake of not offending the Jews. Gentiles just don't do these certain things. Verse 26. Then Paul took the men with, uh, and the next day, purifying himself along with them, went to the temple, giving no, uh, no notice of the, com of the completion of the days of purification till sacrifice was offered for each of them. So again, this is not a sin issue. Uh, Paul just wanted to, to do his best to let certain liberties go so that he's able to go into the temple and witness to people. And this is what he was hoping for. He wanted to go uh, to, to give the gift. He's willing to uh, get, uh, give the gift to the Jerusalem church and then go into the temple and start sharing the gospel with people. He did all that he can, gave up all his freedoms, gave up every liberties, gave up every comfort so that the gospel could be made known and so the church could be cared for. And that's the attitude that we need to have, that we need to have a selfless attitude, that we should be willing to let certain things go in life because we want to care and love the brothers uh, and sisters in the church, or we were willing to let things go to help the weaker uh, weaker Christians, or even Christians that are just struggling, or non-Christians that, you know, give us a leg uh, by get, by forsaking our liberties, we get to uh, have an up, uh, advantage in trying to win people to Christ. I hope that as you think about evangelism this week, or people that you're ministering to, that you're willing to give yourself up, uh, and expend yourself, and willing to let things go so you can go and minister to them. That's it for today. I hope that this message or little devotional podcast is helpful. 
take care and have a great day.